Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude! Okay, hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Luro, my man. <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me to it. I was going to say, aka my man. My man. And that, guys, is a, a, a full-on indication to a hint if you haven't read it. If you just click that subscribe button and you're like, oh, a new episode. Yes, I'm revealing it. It's the one, the only, Mr. Cool. The more I've watched these films, the more I'm like, yeah, he is Mr. Cool. He the really one, is. The one, the only, Denzel Washington. The black Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah, we have a few more films under his belt. But, but yeah, he yeah, is, yeah, he's big. Awesome. I mean, I've, I've, what this gave me is the opportunity, not that I've seen as much as I've wanted to, but I've been able to indulge in an actor that I've always enjoyed but not been able to see many of Enough films. of, yeah. And this, this, was, this was big for that. I was, I was very, very happy to have had that opportunity. So that, that's, that's big. But before we go deeper into this wonderful top 10, and some of you might be thinking, what? well, if it's a top 10, what's that Mount Rushmore about? Nico, the movie... The, the, the UK's favourite movie critic is about to drop the bomb right now for you. Get your timers out. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a comment and a five-star review, and share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know. How does the movie Matt Rushmore work? AJ and I each get given a topic, we go away and we make our separate top ten lists and come back in studio and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. AJ will go first delivering his bottom three, I will then go delivering my bottom three, AJ will deliver his next two, I will deliver my next two, then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off our lists, one person has a movie in a high position, that person will say, punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the high position. Once we've both delivered our individual top tens, we will break down and deliver the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four must-see quintessential movies of this genre. In this case, this actor, my man. The one, the only Mr. Denzel Washington. How did you find this? Surprising. <laughs> because this, doing, I've had a bit of quite a similar experience to you because I've elaborated this is this has allowed me to elaborate on a statement which I've always said, which is Denzel don't make bad movies. No. He really don't. No. no. <laughs> he really doesn't. And even if the movie's not as strong as others, his performance lifts the movie. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's that real. It's legitimately that real. I mean now, even the ones where you're like, okay, Denzel, I see more of a paycheck than a project passion here, but you're still awesome. Do you know, it's one of those things where you, you might say paycheck, okay, yeah, because maybe the film's like, oh, really? You chose that film? Like, this, it doesn't mean much. Not but necessarily the same him, quality. Yeah, you, but you see him, and as I said, there's a, a, a coolness about Denzel that I just can't explain. Like, you know, before, like, growing up, I'd be like, oh, Will Smith's cool, this, that, and the other. Denzel's just got this calm, relaxed tone, and he gives it to you with authority that is so smooth. It's like, yo. No, can I, it's funny you say that. Because you know you're cool <laughs> when there are videos, websites, web pages. And sources dedicated to things on the topics of top 10 ways Denzel Washington can kill you. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're doing all right. You know you're not only cool, you know you're a bad motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, but do you know what? There's that. And if you're not, you're making me believe. (laughs) I guess you must be a good actor. Look at the tagline that we're using. My My man. man. And the tone behind that is like, whoa, smooth. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's smooth as all hell. And ladies love Denzel. Don't they just? 
Men okay. love Denzel. People <laughs> love Denzel. What is it? The, the women want to. The men want to be me, and the women want to be with me. <laughs> yeah, I believe literally. That. Yeah. Now the thing I found surprising though about this list is that some of these movies I've seen for the first time, so and some I've rewatched. The order of my list is what surprised me. The Things which I thought, oh, that's going to be top three, are like eight or nine. I'm like, I mean, it's testament to how good his body of yeah, work is. Yeah. Do you know, it was like, I had one on the list, and then you start to remember another film, and you're like, oh, you've got to go into the honor. Yeah! yeah like, there's so much stuff like that. I mean, top tens are always difficult, but when you've got someone who's got such a body of work, again, like you said, like Day-Lewis. Yeah. You know, the, the Oldman. Like, we, we've done these guys. It, when we take an actor, it's because they're quality. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, don't get me wrong, a fan could pick it. And while we're on that subject, mm. I just want to put it out because someone did ask me this. There's a strong chance one of you guys out there may be really challenging and want to really wind the silver screen dudes up and say top 10 Will Ferrell. It won't happen. No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> It won't happen. I just want to get that out there now. Um, yeah. if we get that on a fan selection episode? That's what I'm saying. It. it Pick again. <laughs> Pick again. Pick again. Thanks, but no thanks. Exactly. In the, uh, yeah. Damn. I'll subscribe if you wish. It's not happening. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> now, if it does happen, I, we'll consider that bridge when it comes, but at the moment, I really don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, you know, you know there's a body of work. There is such a... And this one, I was like, yeah. No, there's a massive body of work. Now, people are saying Idris Elba's on the same level as Denzel. To that I say, fuck off. I love Idris or Idris as much as the next man. The body of work is chalk and cheese. Do you know, I'm going to put this out there. I I have seen three to four episodes of Luther. I've never seen Luther, to be fair. I have not seen The Wire, which I I heard he was amazing. That's why I love him. Then I've been, I I keep hearing this name and I'm like, hey, you know, good looking dude. (laughs) <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can see what ladies love him. Then I, I start reading more about him, and then I'm like four. This guy who's ever so amazing's in four. How, how did I miss this? There, there are no black people in four. You know, like I'm going back yeah, in my head, yeah. and then I'm like, really? Where? Like, yeah. what is this? Now I'm not knocking the dude, but yeah, take Pacific Rim away. He's he's, he's, he's done a few films. He's, he's done got a Beast of No Nation, which is a Netflix, Netflix movie, I, which I. I thought people blew out of context. It was good, but it wasn't like... People were behaving like it was the cure for cancer. I'm like, easy. Easy. It was good. He was very good in The Losers with um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and uh, Chris Evans. Okay. Well, that was that was really good. Um, in fairness, I know he'd done a film with Beyonce, which I tried to watch. I couldn't get into He Molly's Game. Um, he's done a few. He's done some but, movies, but the fact that we're stretching ever- and it's like, you know... For fear of giving away our top ten, we won't do this. Yeah, exactly. We I can't even rifle- mention the honourable for the fact that it may be in yours. Yeah, but we but- could rifle away some Denzel movies, and I'm pretty sure I just won't have done anything that strong. And while I'm, while it may look like we're really bashing on Idris, no, no, Idris, I love. I, 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 I just want to put it out there: he's directed a film called Yardi. Yardi looks good. Yeah, which is in the cinemas now. Go support it. Yardi looks good. But then he put out that tweet the other day. The name's Elba, Idris Elba, and it's like, I. Do you know why I think he'd be cool? As a Bond villain. Okay. And I got called racist for this. Okay, okay. I'm like, what? I'm not saying it because he's black. <laughs> I'm saying it because he's been a good villain in the past. What was his best ever role? Most would argue it was fucking Stringer Bell in The Wire. So he's a good villain. There's nothing to do with his skin colour. What? You're racist for calling me racist. Here we go. <laughs> I can see where they jumped to conclusion. Oh, he's black. He's got to be a criminal. No. Where's your mind at? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't say that. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. 
here's my thing. Right. This Katie Hopkins went out there. Have you seen this rant that she put out? No, no, no. She goes, Idris, it's not because you're a man of colour. It's because James Bond isn't. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was, I, I leaned with it until she, this is where she lost me. Oh, the nation love you near enough as much as you love yourself. And I'm like, okay, he's <laughs> smooth and swagger, but I don't think he's, you know, let's not call him Mr. In Love with himself. No, he's, he's, he's smooth. He's, he's smooth. smooth. I also find, I think he's quite street. But I don't mean, and people think that I'm in street in a derogative loop. In a no, 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 no. He, he he's has, cool in that streetwise. He's streetwise, street yeah. He's, he's streetwise. You know, you see him on like the Sky commercials. He's not, you know, he's no Patrick Stewart. No, but this is the thing. This but is that's kind of what makes him cool. Exactly. You know, it's. It, I got called very Oh, yeah, because he's black, he's street. No, you dumb fucking wanker. <laughs> It's like he's legit street. There's and that that's inherently one of the the aspects that makes him cool. You know his vibe, the way he holds himself, the way he talks and walks. That's cool. Yeah, you know? he's, he's got a flavor yeah. to him. Exactly. Replace the word street with flavor if you want. If it makes you happy and get your. By the way, just can we please get one thing straight? Racism isn't about race. It's about power. It's about an oppression of power. N- Do you know what people say that right? And as a black guy, I'm going to put the thing out. And I'm, I'm glad it's come out this way. I don't believe that. Right? Why not? I'll, I'll tell you why I don't believe that. Yeah? Racism has always been about power. To me, it's ba- racism is a child of prejudice. Right? Because you are now telling no, me no, a no, black no. person... Prejudice by- is a child of racism. Other way around. No, because you can have other prejudice. That's why I will say it. Okay, fine. Because sexuality could be a prejudice. Yeah. Gender could be a prejudice. Yeah, yeah, fair. Your skin colour or your origin could be a prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Hence, the racism is a child of prejudice. Right. That's why I say it. Now, if we're going to talk of power, and I remember someone saying this very recently, and I don't want to dabble on too far. Oh, black we're people can't deep be... Here. Yeah, black people can't be racist because of the power, because of institutional power. And then it gets into the whole, like, if Barack Obama was... That in. is... Can I elaborate on Go. that just a moment? It's kind of when people, when, when you hear the white man, not myself, but you hear the white man saying, oh, what's going on now? This affirmative action is basically reverse racism. I'm going to say it's not because there is a history linking the white man's rule, not just over black people, over Indians, over most yeah. nations. You know, Great Britain ruled two thirds yeah. of the world. You know, they were white. <laughs> rule Britannia. Rule yeah. Britannia. You know <laughs> what I mean? They were white people. Right. Um. That and what happened there, you know, with the concentration camps in South Africa, where they're bringing the slaves over to the USA. All of that was about an oppression. It was race related, of course, but they weren't targeting, you know, one race, Adolf Hitler. There was an oppression towards racial uh, other races. Yeah. Right. You can't call reverse racism because those races have not oppressed us. Okay. That's why I'm saying reverse racism isn't a thing. And by that extension, that's why I'm also saying that. Racism is about power, not just about a hatred. But you see, okay, and this by no means am I a racist because you know me, I'll tell a black joke as well as I tell a white joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's break it down and I challenge any black person to tell me differently. I beg of you to write in and tell me differently if I'm wrong. As a person of Caribbean origin, I have made many African jokes. Oh, yeah. It's what we do. 
Yeah. But oh. then you know me. I make the white jokes. So yeah. it's nothing. I'll make the Caribbean jokes. Because you know what with me? If it's funny, I'll laugh. Yeah. So I've always said it's about tone. I'm not going to use the N word right now because that would be pushing it. Right? On a dental podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think dental would approve. <laughs> no, no, no. But you get. Actually, he. Anyway. No. <laughs> he used it no. anyway. But I'm not getting into that. Yeah, what I know, getting, I know what you're yeah. getting at. <laughs> it's, it's that thing. So now I am attacking a specific race. That is racism. <laughs> Do you understand? Because I make those generalistic jokes. That stereotype and that prejudice, even though in humour, is there. Those are racist jokes. If a white man told that joke, it would be seen as a racist joke. So therefore, me as a black man but from I'm the Caribbean... But I'm speaking historically. Historically, yes. Racism is, about, where are we now? is about oppression of race. Of course. But where we look at it now, anything could where be... Where we look at it now is all sorts of fucked up. Because we live in a world where you, what I can call I yourself a street, I mean it in a positive way and be called racist. So where we're at now is... We're messed up. But what I'm saying is, since the abolishment, and some people are really going to hate me for this, because as much as I say since the abolishment of slavery, we still have problems where black lives matter. I am all for that. You know, there is a problem with the police in the States, and even over here to a degree. Not even to a degree. Not much less a degree. Come on. It's not much less a degree. It's not much. There is a problem. You know, you do have those prejudices, but that's down to those people. But it, what I'm trying to say is, you still have an issue of racism. Hey, I got burgled the other night. Guess what? It was a white man. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you know. But these are the things. We are allowed to say something. And, I, you know, it's the same as white people can say, oh, the Irish, oh, the Polish. And don't say you haven't, because you know you have. Oh, yeah. So, do you, not, not you. <laughs> when I say that. No, no, no. For it. I mean, I'm dating, I'm dating a Polish woman, but, you know, Jimmy Carr said it perfectly. I voted for Brexit because I'm sick of these Bulgarian immigrants coming in here and taking our Polish people's jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these are the things. It, it's out there. And you can't say it's not racism. No. And, and, that, and that's why I, I say in this current time, as much as there it's was a racism, but it, I also feel there's a huge element of people getting so easily offended now. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that racism isn't offensive. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I'm going back yeah. to that street example with Elba, where I was meaning it inherently positively and people took it to be negative. And it just makes me think, well, where's your head at if you're interpreting that as negative? Why does that have to be a negative thing? It's not necessarily negative for me to call him street street's cool yeah no i agree tiny tempest street but this is it he's cool as cool the fresh prince was street (laughs) that's what he's holding he's fresh fresh. yeah Yeah, that was his shtick so let's yeah anyway denzel (laughs) exactly it's about denzel and as i said go support yardy because we didn't hate on idris no, we didn't hate yeah. on Aegis, but I, I take exception to people saying he's on the same level as Denzel. It's not. No, he's not. And we're about to prove that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Big tangent. Big, but I, I yeah, we'll see how much actually stayed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, this number 10, I think is going to blow you. Go. It was you who actually introduced me to this film. Go. Inside Man. Oh, that's a pun. Okay. That, is, <laughs> that, my friend, is called a pun. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll get into But you have seen it. I have. And you enjoyed it. I did. It's good. It is. If we rob, if we rob a bank, could we do it that way, please? The fact that we're on camera, I'm um, recorded. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Big pun. Number nine. Unstoppable. Honourable. Okay. This film. Let's not go too much into detail because I think you mentioned this a few weeks back. I don't think I have. You had about the train and maybe you haven't. No, you <laughs> Sorry. No, no, we haven't got into it. Unstoppable was a really weird, like unexpected movie. Starring it, Denzel and Chris Pine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was so blown away. Did Tony Scott direct this? You may be right. I it was one of his last movies before he died, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh, R.I.P. Right. Tony. Yeah. I think that's where we may have touched on it briefly when you mentioned 
Tony Scott as opposed to Ridley like some of the works he done yes that's where we touched on it well played teamwork (laughs) that's what silver screen dudes guys yeah yeah no it's it's based on a true life story if I'm not mistaken I believe Um, so yeah a train that was got out of control it was unstoppable yeah (laughs) yeah but it was so mad, like the whole situation of how it happened. Um, the guy who plays Randy from My Name Is Elle, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just making such a bum mistake, and you're like, you idiot. And the, it's such a mad journey. But it, it, it's essentially of two train drivers trying to stop a train and realizing they can't stop a train. And what do they do to not kill people yeah. in, in a mass murder? It was it was a really interesting journey and such an eye opener. And again, it's one of those things that when you have real life, you're like, wow. And Denzel just delivers. This is another thing. I mean, this is something we said off camera just before. Sometimes Denzel's performance... Maybe I said this on camera, but his performances elevate the movies. Yeah. This is one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His performance is the greater than the sum of this movie's parts. For for, for sure. (laughs) Exactly. Denzel and co. And that's no offence to anyone. (laughs) Including Pine, you know, who was the official co-star in that movie. Yeah. Maybe it had been the hit. Who was the co-star in that? It was Chris Pine. Chris, Chris Pine was the co-star yeah because we if I'm not mistaken we saw him and his family and then he goes to work I don't know if we saw Denzel he met Denzel at work technically Denzel was the first name on the poster so I'm going Denzel <laughs> <laughs> could you even dare though put Denzel in I don't think Denzel's <laughs> yeah. being spoken of after Chris Pine that's it <laughs> that's, again with respect that's a contract stipulation yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it was it was a really again it, the whole story is an unstoppable train and how do you stop an unstoppable train it's pretty train? shallow it's shallow but as you said this was elevation yeah this was elevation this is the power of Denzel in the movie. how you're putting it above inside man I don't know but fair I will touch I will touch on that after okay okay so that's um, my number, number nine. nine your number eight the one that you've seen recently wait 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 where's that on my list it's on my list <laughs> <laughs> That's my number eight. Okay. <laughs> we could do it now, right? Cause it's, it's your number eight, it's my number eight. We're doing it now. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah. It's, yeah, same place, isn't it? Yeah. What can I say about this film? <laughs> you know what? May I? Yes! <laughs> the amount of times I have, I please do. Please do. All this movie's all sorts of good. Yeah. <laughs> it touch, it transcends the sports movie, doesn't it? This, br- this, this brings so many great themes. Do you know what? I- actually, one thing. Quick tangent. Do you know what I found? Because we do tangents here. Do you know <laughs> in what- case you didn't know. <laughs> Ethan Suppley, who's in this. E- the big, yeah, yeah. fat guy. Yeah. Right? Who's failing grades. Yeah. Doing a very progressive, anti-racial movie. He ended up as the most racist motherfucker in American History X. I was like, yes. whoa, full circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can do both sides of the game. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad to see you on the fence about this matter. <laughs> yes. Now, yes, jokes yes. aside, Suppley's performance was great. What I loved that about this... That was the thing. Unstoppable. Randy. Ethan Suppley? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad that I only Sorry, know him by his character. Yeah. 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 Um, Listen, this movie, I think, it takes a very good approach that, much like the way American History X approaches racism, but it's on from the other side of the fence, it doesn't bash you over the head with it. It kind of just states facts. It says, this is the reality, but we're not going to take a stance on it, which I actually quite like, because I don't like it when movies take something which is, you know, a hot topic. And if it's a hot topic now, it was even more so back then. <laughs> we just spent 10 minutes on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it states facts. 
Now, the, the one of the most powerful scenes in the movie, I thought, was when he was going down the stairs with the coach who he replaces, and the coach is like, you know, you need to stop antagonizing the press. You know, this is this is now put my little girl's life in danger, and he's like, well, I'm sorry if your little girl, but maybe now she realizes what it's like for my little girl every single day, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Th- those those iron pillars are like, ah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I've got beef with it for hit me. The uh, all-star attacker, the the, the frontliner, when he has the car accident, telegraphed. They telegraphed that bullshit. Like, the moment he says to the girl, oh, I don't want to stay around party, I want to get out of town. First question, why? Why? Why would you get out of town when your whole team's celebrating? That made no sense. So that already I've got my radar going, something's coming. Then he says, oh, I want to get out of town alone. Do you want to come with me? She's going to say no. If she says no, something's happening to him. Hear, hear this, though. Hear this. And this is where I, I know can... that happened. But this is the thing. I know that <laughs> happened. It's telegraphed as it goes. There I was don't a know, ca- I I know, know how it happened. Accident. Yeah. I know he had an accident, but the way that accident happened in the movie, I was like, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> here it, we all felt that. I, I will give you that. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you're like, this, because to me, I was on the same vein. I was like, this is so Hollywood. But in the same vein, I'm like... It's, it's not. <laughs> this guy did end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, where do we go? The other thing which... And this is showing how objective I can be. Because I'm a big NFL fan. I love my American football. Granted. Yes, I, I was impressed you would appreciate this more than I... Not appreciate, well, understand it more than I do. Here's the funny thing. There are certain points here, like when he's giving... You know, when he's changing quarterbacks and he's telling um, the, the Sunshine to yeah. do certain plays... I can get that because I like the sport, but why I thought the movie was a triumph, I wouldn't have felt alienated if I knew nothing about NFL. This is it. You, there Which some... is a lot of the British public. Hey, hand up and present and counting. It's the sort of thing of, you're like, two coaches, what's going on? Da, da, da. You know, yeah, yeah. There were certain bits that confused me, but you don't get lost in the movie. Yeah, yeah. The story is there. The it's one of those, if you don't know yeah. NFL, it doesn't alienate. If you do know NFL, it's next level. It's yeah, great. This is it's, it. it's a really good triumph. I mean, you, you summed up Remember the Titans in the past better than I have, but it really is the great story, story of Coach Boone taking over the Virginia Titans. I got it wrong, by the way, the first time I said Tennessee Titans. Thinking I wasn't aware that it wasn't college level. Okay. Tennessee Titans are a pro-level team. It's the Virginia, Virginia Titans. Yeah. yeah. So, apologies for the past listeners who were screaming at me two or three episodes ago. But then, so you didn't write in to complain, so, hey, you had your chance. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You had your chance. We're giving the ha to our fans now, are we? Not ha. 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 <laughs> We're just preventing any, I can't believe you didn't know that. Preventing? That sounds that like provoking. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, yes, apologies. The thoughts and opinions of Anthony Jordan are not expressed by the entirety of the Silver Screen dudes. Just in case you're listening, Roman Reigns, he was the one who tweeted you. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I stand by that. Just want to put it out Small there. puppy. Ooh. You're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to get your ass kicked. Not by Brock. Braun's going to kick your ass at SummerSlam. Well, there's, oh, I don't want to tangent this too badly. No, 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 we're not. We're not doing this. No, no, we're, no. We're leaving it at that. I'll leave, I'll leave it to off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 10 has a 7 in it. Magnificent 7. Okay, shoot. Have you not seen it? No. no, no Antoine no. Fuqua directs this. Qu- again, quick relevant tangent. Have you noticed Denzel, much like a lot of great actors, is selective about who he works with? He likes to work with Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. He likes Antoine Fuqua. Indeed. And he likes Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Like, yes. those are like, that's his three men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I suppose it's one of those things. Don't make me look bad. You got me again. <laughs> you know, literally. But again, it's, it's difficult because it's like, does Denzel ever look bad? I've, t- from what I've seen, no. So they're like, no, okay, he really doesn't. Um, you've got the script I like. I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be that. It's got to be that. Magnificent Seven. This is a movie like it's it's yeah. a western. We which... go from Chris Pine to Chris Pratt, Pratt. and Ethan Hawke. Yes. And Vincent who Don- hasn't come up yet, who will be coming up. <laughs> yes. And Vincent Donofrio. I mean, there's, there's a yeah. pretty strong That's cast strong in this. Cast. Very strong cast. It's a very strong cast. A lot in stronger this. than what Hateful Eight delivered as well. Both came out around the same time. If well, it's so funny you say that because I actually just to refresh my memory, I watched in my very self-indulgent way. Watch when we read. Well, when I reviewed this, about a year and a half ago now. How the time has flown. Ah, it's crazy, isn't it? Apologies if you're watching that video. The production value's got better since then. <laughs> he got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> it's how it goes now. But Literally. evolution is good. Yeah. But it's nice to see the evolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I remember, I w- watched that review and I remember, I, I saw I said something which was, Anton Fuqua used this super wide Panavision in a way that made sense in his movie. Like, this movie is all sorts of pretty. It's a remake, essentially. Oh, it's, yes, yes. It's a remake of the old Steve McQueen, uh, Yul Brenner, and uh, James Coburn, Magnificent Seven, which in turn was a remake of Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, you know? So it's basically the third time yeah. this movie's been made, this story's been told, of bandits going to protect a town, and they're basically good bandits. They're the lovable bandits who you love. Say love again. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a very good story. It's, it's, a pretty, it's pretty thin on the surface, you know. It's bandits go, coming together to save a town. And they've all, they all bring a different skill set to the table to protect the, get, the town against the big bad. The must, and he's a very moustache-twirling <laughs> villain, you know. It's, it's thin. It's but written. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. It's cool. Be- Fair enough. Not just because of Denzel, but it's cool because Fuqua makes cool-looking movies. And this is no exception. And it's such a better movie than The Hateful Eight. It's so much prettier too he Fuqua does this wide panavision in a way that actually makes sense mm. you know like you get these massive shots of mountain ranges and these huge sweeping shots whereas T- Tarantino sort of felt like he bashed you over the head with look 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 I'm using I'm using this old Technicolor and panavision camera and I'm gonna do it for about five minutes of the movie and then I'm gonna set the whole movie inside of a building it's like you know what was the whole marketing campaign about this big self-indulgent wank you were having about being a traditionalist and about shooting in, you know, old-school style, and then you put the whole building in a building. Do you know what makes me laugh? And I have to just bring it up now. It's so sad. But, you know, if you turn the clock back 15 years ago, we would look back and say Tarantino could do no wrong. Now when when the name Tarantino comes up, you're like... Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still love his work. Of course. But there are other bits that you're like... Of course. I am looking forward to his next uh, work. Um, once, once Upon a Time in Hollywood really. Yes, 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 yes Oh, it's the cast is mental It is, yeah Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, DiCaprio, Pitt, Margot Robbie, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino It's next level, man Yeah It looks I, like I remember it, reading about it, yeah it's, It it's, looks it's, it's, brilliant It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It looks brilliant um, But, yeah, I love this movie But I remember actually, again, <laughs> relevant tangent That, that, because you brought up The Hateful Eight I remember getting into a real heated debate with one of our fans He was like you can shoot anything in Panavision. You could shoot yourself taking a piss in Panavision. It doesn't make the difference. It's good to use Panavision. I'm like, what's the point of taking a shot of me taking a piss in wide angle? Surely you'd want a close-up shot there. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
just to rectify, you may want a wide shot on mine just because there's so much left. Anyway, moving That's on. That's racist. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> I call racism. I call racism. We're, we're going to keep that in just because there's enough humour in there. But we'd also like to say that we fully supported Cinebold for not screening it because of the different camera angles that Tarantino chose and had an argument with them for. Yeah, just put that out there. We are unlimited members. Yeah, support us. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) We need to talk to them about that. Yeah, no, we've got to follow up soon, actually. Off camera. Anyway, moving on. Yes, sir. My number nine. I have a feeling we're punting. Philadelphia. Yes, that is a punt. My number eight was Remember the Titans. Your number seven. (sighs) Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're close. American Gangster. Punt. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What was your number eight? Your number nine? Philadelphia. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> we're there, we're there. Good punch. <laughs> so strong, so that, strong. That took a while, yeah. didn't it? Oh, wow. We're there. <laughs> it took one punt and hey, what'd you know? Go. Philadelphia. You see, higher up in your position, mate. You rock. Go for it. Philadelphia. I'm trying to think if it was my first Denzel movie. I mean, I, only you can answer that. Yeah, I'm just, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think it was back in like 96, VHS or sort of. And it was a really interesting story. I mean, one of those things, Tom Hanks. I'm I'm familiar with Tom Hanks in Big, and all these different, you know. But this is the thing: it is his movie. He, he, he his is movie. That's why it was stellar. Yeah, he is stellar. Yeah, he, is he really is the man. Like it, the the whole transit. I mean, okay, for those of you unaware, it's the story of a lawyer who happens to be homosexual and contracts it's AIDS. AIDS. AIDS, isn't it? It's gone past HIV. Yeah, it's AIDS, and he gets fired from his company, and he's on a pursuit to, to sue them for this injustice and too bloody right yeah too right too right so um denzel washington is hired as his lawyer they, they knew each other from college is that correct i believe so yeah yeah and the journey begins and you, it, what i love in this is the evolution because there's the for everyone hey nice to see you again oh you followed got AIDS. by the oh you got aids and again we, we mentioned it earlier the prejudice, the stereotyping yeah, that comes yeah. with it. Of, I, I don't want to know. Like, I'll do the case, but, I, but yeah, that guy's not my friend. Don't touch me. This, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. And the building, yeah, the, yeah. the, the bonding, the, the understanding, the fight for justice that comes out in this film. I mean, Oscar winning was it or for Hanks? Too right. Yeah, yeah. You can see why. That was, was his first very, one. Very, very strong performances all round. It is Hanks' movie. Let's. Let's not. It is, which is why it's slower down for me. Because as great as Denzel is, and as great as his character arc is, you know, transitioning from being a bit removed yeah. to being full on on board with helping him, it's Tom Hanks's movie. This is it. This but is it's it. a great movie nonetheless. And Denzel has always puts in a strong performance. And it's not often you can say Denzel is outshined. And I don't think that was any fault on his part. It's just the it's, role it's the of character. If you, if, you, if, you, if you swap the characters around, he would. I, 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 it's strong belief, and I'm not knocking Hanks, but this is two powerful actors we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You swap the roles, it may have been a different story of who outshines who, because the character obviously had more depth. That you know, yeah. that's just that's the point of being the main star of the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was your number seven, yeah. Yes. I see your. No, that was my number six. That was your number six. Yes, we punted. Oh my man, seven. my number seven. I am a Malcolm X. Punt. Told you that shit would surprise you. <laughs> Fair enough. I did not think it would be there. Legit, I love that movie. I did not think it would be there. It, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, you know. I think I'm, we're punting again for my six, which means it's a punt-a-thon. It could be a punt-a-thon, which it has been. My Go. number six. Man on fire. 
punts. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Right, so time to trade one apiece. <laughs> I don't think we've ever gone through them like that before. That's madness, man. Yeah, that, it's that, a madness. That's, that's deep. That's deep. So my number five. My N. It wasn't my man. This one was my N. Right? You mother... I'm talking training day. That's a pump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> right, Eventually you... <laughs> we will talk about the movie. <laughs> We're going to do it now. My number four is Man of Fire. But actually Man it's my turn. <laughs> if you punted on me... AJ. At five, we trade one apiece. Yes. Head in the game, my man. Head in the game. Okay. Yes. My My number five. Flight. Okay, hit me. I haven't seen it. Woo, this movie's good. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's good. To beat Malcolm X, you've got to be all kinds of good. Ah, now, here's the thing. Is it a better movie than Malcolm X? No. Okay. (laughs) Do I think the performance in it is better than Malcolm X? It can be argued. Okay, now now we're leaning. Did I prefer Denzel's performance in Malcolm X and thought it was less on the nose? Oh yeah. I've never seen a man display dealing with alcoholism and dealing with a moral conundrum the way Denzel does in this movie. This movie's good. It's better than, say, an Unstoppable, but it's very much like an Unstoppable where the performance is much greater than the sum of this movie's parts. But do you know this? I'm, I'm, as it stands at the moment, life hasn't permitted me to be as cinephile as I would like to be. Yeah, yeah. So I've caught up on a lot of films and I was like, oh, this is good, this is good. However, this is one, it had got panned and I'm like, I'll put it to the back burner. I want to see it. I've always yeah, yeah. wanted to see it, but I've heard so much panning. I'm not. I don't think it's not deserving of the panning. That's some next level bullshit. I'll tell you what. Right now, this it, it, it's a true story. First yes, of all, yes, that, that I was aware of. Um, basically, Denzel plays uh, a captain called I can't remember his first name, but his surname's Whip. As in, whoosh. yeah, I don't know why I think in Frank, but I, maybe it's Whip Whitaker, something like that. I think that might be. Well, it, that actually. rings a bell. Or was Whip the nickname? Captain Whitaker. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, yeah. it. It was definitely Captain Whitaker. Sorry, Captain sorry. not being his first name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But how do you know? <laughs> Captain, Captain, yeah. or Captain, you my were Captain. Born for the job. <laughs> or Captain, my Captain. Shout Indeed. out, Robin Williams. Big shout out. Big um, no, listen. This the, the fact that it's a true story and that. As with all real life situations, it presents a very interesting moral conundrum. Captain Whitaker has a serious, serious substance abuse problem. Okay? Now, the movie starts off with him waking up the morning of a flight. He's been coked up and drunk, drink, drinked up, drunked up for days. And he's there shagging one of the flight attendants, yeah? Hot little thing. Um, as they tend to be. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. <laughs> Shout out to the flight attendants. You all got a hard no, job. Exactly. Exactly. No, no objectification. We're just saying. No, no. It no. does happen at times. Uh, the suits don't help, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but he gets, on to, he gets on to a plane. He works for... I, th- I can't remember which What's airline it, it is. It's not Delta. Um, it's, it's one of the lower... It might be uh, Blue or something. Like Jet Blue. No, it wasn't Jet Blue. Anyway, that's not an important yeah, point. Yeah. He's getting onto this aircraft and the storm is, like, bad. It's a bad storm. And he... You can tell he's, like, not recovered at all from the three days of drinking and drugging, right? You can tell his co-pilot, who it's the first time they're working together, sort of sees he's not at 100%, 100%. yeah. 
but he gets them through the storm and he, he very calmly he looks calm and what's the, what the movie does that's clever is that it keeps you questioning like is he calm because he's a freaking awesome pilot or is he calm just because he's spaced out from the, the substance <laughs> good question good yeah question, it's yeah. a very good question and the, you never get an answer for that it never really says he was fine or no he was drugged up but he gets them through the storm. But then what happens is that the plane ultimately is faulty. That's not his fault. It's a shitty old plane he's flying. It happens. Sadly. Yes. Yeah. Sadly. It's it not does. something that we should casually say it happens. But yeah, no, that's life not. is life. It, it, one time out of a hundred Te- or ten thousand. Yeah. Technology. It happens. It's still the safest way to travel, people. Um, statistical fact. It's yeah. No. 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 I, I fully. That's why. As much apart from I agree. Yeah, it's a yeah. fact. It's a fact. Um, but then what happens is that after he's got them through the storm and they're flying where they need to go, part of the tail comes off, you know. It get, it get, basically, the tail gets locked in a certain position that forces the plane into a nosedive. Now, what he does, which is incredibly clever, which is also, when you think about the size of a 747, is fucking beyond insanity. Because this isn't a little stunt plane he's flying. He, the plane's going into a nosedive he inverts the plane. He puts the plane upside down. And what that does is that it creates an air current yeah. that stops the fall. That's so called knowing your job. Thank you. <laughs> that is so that's the job. part where that's your first reaction. He knew what to do. So he was clearly... Again, but yeah, it blurs the line again. Was he so drugged up enough that he was thinking crazy and gung-ho enough to pull a stunt like that? Because you don't do that with a plane that size. Or, alternatively, was he so good at his job that he knew to flip the plane upside down, right? Then what he does is that he kills the engines, flips the plane back around so they're into a glide. They're gliding. Laws of physics, they're gliding. No fuel power. And then they naturally... It's a bad crash, but they do touch down. And on a plane which had 108 people on it, six died. Two of which were flight attendants. So according to the... FSDC who are like the governing body for planes the, the two flight attendants as, as cold as this says they don't count because they're insured under the airline right so technically four people died which can affect in reality that, in yeah. reality right um, so the argument try explaining that to the family of course try <laughs> explaining that to the family but now the conundrum that's fascinating is on one hand he's taking the attitude of no other pilot could have landed that aircraft and I saved 102 people the flip side is yeah but your toxicology report shows that you were seriously not in a good headspace and you're betraying the public trust as an airline pilot. And the whole movie from the point of the crash onwards is a build-up to the court case. And I'm not going to spoil what happens in the court case. If you know the real story, fine, cool. But it's an amazing journey of, you know, you think he's going to get clean after this crash and he gets clean and then he gets back on it then he gets clean and then it gets every time you think he's getting better it just gets worse and worse the question yes his court case is it based on the death or being under the influence that's what I want to know both that's it was, see, I, I could get into the whole debate and, uh, no it was it was a complicated stuff. court case what he had to prove was that I, I don't want to give spoilers no 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 away. we'll leave it we'll, we'll leave it he had to prove that he was in good conscience and good health to be able to do what he did and the movie's a build up to does he or doesn't he convince them of that the court case is very brief it's not a court movie you know a courtroom drama it's nothing like that it's a journey of you know 
fighting your demons. Yeah. And my and I've never ever seen such a sincere performance from someone. You know that with these sort of substance abuse problems, they either go almost borderline glorification, e.g., Wolf of Wall Street, or they go really, really dark, something like the fight or requiem for a dream, you know? This treads the line really beautifully. It's just grounded and real. Mm. You know, it doesn't glorify it. It just shows it as it is. Uh, and yeah. Denzel, man, is just... I, I don't... <laughs> yeah, he's Denzel. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was just so freaking wonderful in this. Interesting. You're number four. Right. Spoiler. Because you spoiled it before, AJ. Is it Man on Fire? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Were you paying attention? <laughs> yes, it is indeed Man on Fire. Cool. Um, uh, this is a film we've detailed before in our Vengeance movies. R.I.P. Tony Scott. Yeah. Yes, Tony Scott again. 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 This, this film is when you don't tick off Denzel. <laughs> this is Denzel. Oh, no. This, this is one of yeah. those how Denzel can yeah. kill you. Well, yeah. he can shove a fucking bomb up your backside. But this was it. You know, it's the story of a young... He, he's a retired detective who's now does security work for better or worse terms for a family and he's got a really close bond with their daughter Dakota Fanning yeah played by Dakota Fanning and just along the way these guys a bunch of criminals decide to rob the house and kidnap the girl she not rob the house was it just she's kidnapped, kidnapped yes, on the way just, from school on the way yes, from school yes yeah. that was it yes 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 and that's where it's like okay I'll find her <laughs> I will get her yeah Liam Neeson ain't got nothing on I'll find you in, compared to this guy Liam Neeson this, ain't got shit on Denzel there, there, there's not many people who do <laughs> and in this film he goes in <laughs> he goes in you know think of it guys it was in a it was in a vengeance movie yeah, yeah. it was in our vengeance top 10 so so we're not going to go too hard into yeah, it yeah. it's made both of our lists check out the vengeance top 10 where we go into some yeah i mean but there. i mean it, it's the performance he he, he is a man on once again fire. dealing with alcoholism yes yes which is funny yeah very true very true but it he just he just plays it he tortures and again it's that that he has that he, he, it's that authority that is so cool mm. <laughs> in the torturing he wants his info and he will get it yeah yeah and yeah that, that, that's the film in a summary you know I don't want to go too much deeper cause... it's visceral and cool and I love the way Tony Scott shoots movies when you said that it really made me think because I was like yeah yeah it really you do need that you remember that from what I said yeah. in Vengeance there's you know when you're watching a Tony Scott movie the yeah. way it's edited snipped together the way the sound effects come in you know over the top the grading colour yeah. of it, 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 it this it, is it, a Tony it, Scott it, movie it, it brings you in in a different angle from yeah, the yeah. other direction you feel yeah. almost dirty when you've yeah. watched the Tony Scott movie yeah. like they're wonderful yeah no perfect perfect you're number four sir Fences again unfortunately haven't seen well what's better than Denzel acting Denzel directing Denzel directing <laughs> Denzel <laughs> acting yeah. this is how you do it my man my man <laughs> yeah. self five <laughs> exactly. that's a selfie <laughs> okay this movie it, it was a funny one because at the beginning I found it quite jarring because it's based on a play I can't remember for the yeah. life of I me I think it was called Fences oh yeah it was yeah, called yeah, Fences yeah, yeah. I can't who, remember who, who wrote, wrote it, it yeah. um, which is a bit embarrassing but it's called uh, it's based on the play Fences of the same name and the movie is very much shot like what you would imagine a theatre production of this would be. Okay. As in, it all happens in one location. It's people sort of staying in one place for a very long time, you know? The same room for most of the movie, or the same backyard. They move around a bit, 
But I think they almost make a conscious choice to not move around too much because they want to stay true to the source material. That's what I was going to say, which is honourable. You know, it is honourable, it is. As you know me, I'm very much a Hitchcockian movie traditionalist. I, mu I believe much more in the power of movement than the power of talk. This is very much a talkie. But Denzel. <laughs> Do you know what? And and rich where it is, and you not being a fan of that yeah, style. And Viola Davis. Lot. Basically, the story is this: Denzel. This is post World War Two. Denzel is working as uh, a dustman. You know, a, 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 a trasher. You know, goes on the back of the dumpster trucks to collect trash in the morning. He's got a long-standing friendship. You know, the highlight of his week is Friday when it's salary day and he can go down to the shop and, hey, hey, again, get a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> There's the Freedom Room! Freedom Room! Denzel! And you directed this one. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, and he's got... Yeah, what, what's very clever is that with ever actually, without ever actually telling you the relationships of the family, you tell that... You know, he's married to Viola Davis, they have a son together, but then there's another son who comes in who's older than the son that he has with Viola Davis, but that son refers to Viola Davis as Rose instead of Mum. So you're like, oh, okay, that's from a previous child. And then he cheats on her and has a baby with another kid. So by doing all of these things that are happening, this little problem with alcohol, and he's got some serious, like, insecurities around his son. Like the eldest or young the middle one. So the one he's had with Rose, with Viola Davis's character, major insecurities. Because he he's convinced that because he was a like a borderline professional baseball player. Even his friend is like, only one person I've ever seen hit a ball better than you, and that was Babe Ruth. You know, he's convinced that the white man's got him down. And you know, that through various outbursts in the movie, it's like it ain't nothing to do with that. You were too old. You started when you were 40. But because he's carrying that chip on his shoulder, his son's got the potential to be an all-star soccer athlete. And he's blocking his son. The white man's going to get you. You need to get a proper job. Nine to five. Get your salary on Friday. And this fractious relationship he's got with his son, and it's all set against this backdrop of the relationship deteriorates as the, fences around, as the fence that he's making around his house grow. So it's kind of... That's kind of the representation yeah. and the symbolism of him encapsulating himself and closing himself off from the rest of the world while all the while what the son wants to do is get free. That was quite deep on my part. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it, it's, it's powerful stuff, man. It's powerful stuff. Question. To the degree where, you know, his older son comes in and it's on a Friday and he's like, hey, I know why my son's here, he's just coming in because this... And he does these things. This is where his performance is so good and I've never seen him really do this. Normally he's smooth, he's cool. He rants in this one. He's a bit bitchy. He's sour and bitchy. Oh, I tell you, this boy, you know, I only see him. I never see him come around, but, you know, he come around every Friday. I know exactly what he's going to want. He's going to want to ask my money. Go ahead. You ask me for my money. You don't got to ask me because I already know what you want to ask. How much you going to have? I bet it's going to be $10. You know, he doesn't give people a chance to talk, you know? And then the son's just looking at him going, why are you going to do this? Like, I need some help. Yeah. Like, you really need to make me feel that big. He's like, well, you aren't going to make me feel that big. You don't got a job like your daddy. You don't got a job. All you're doing is playing down that club, getting your money, getting, trying to get your money. You're not getting your money. You ain't talented enough. You know, like that. It just, when he finishes these, and they are repeated monologues, it leaves you breathless at the end going, Jesus, Again? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Give the guy a break. Yeah. You know, and he does that to all the people around him. His friends, his wife, all hence his kids. Defenses. Hence defenses. And it's like, dude, like, 
you, it's sad what happens to him. He's carrying so much. I don't know if it's self-loathing. It's like it's. I think it is a bitterness, bit of self-loathing, and bitterness, and, bitterness and, yeah. and guilt in some parts. He consumes, I mean, even though he may not, it not be intentionally or primarily. Oh, that self, yeah, that, that yeah, bitterness is. There's one scene that nearly put me to tears, which is um, after he said to his son, his son comes to him, he's like, yeah, so you know, the the soccer coach, the head, sorry, not the soccer coach, <laughs> the football coach said that uh, there's going to be a scout coming down, and you know, I'm going to have a chance to get a scholarship at school. All they need is for you to sign the documents. He's like, I ain't signing no documents. And his son sort of says to him... It sounds like, like a much deeper level of... Oh, it's the, deep. It's really deep. Bend it like Beckham, that same sort of stereotype. Way but deep, Way man. deeper, yeah. And the son says to him, Dad, why don't you like me? And he's like, like you? Like you? Boy, what say I got to like you? I got a responsibility towards you. You my blood. You my creation. You belong to me. He's like, now, boy, do, do you have a roof over your head? I said, look at me. Do you have a roof over your head? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, why? Yes, sir. You damn right. Yes, sir. My house, you say yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have a roof over your head. My other responsibility is to feed you. Now, do you have a food in your belly every night? Yes. Yes, what? Yes, sir. I have food in my belly. You damn right. You have food in my belly because that's your my responsibility towards you. Now, ain't nothing in that law that says I gotta like you, boy. And it's like, man, that's your son. That's cold. Sad. It does happen out there in this world, which is so sad, but that is cold. And you can tell all the son wants to do is impress his father. That's all he's after. Yeah. Watch it, mate. Uh, Have I sold it to you or not? No, no, no. It's it's one of those I really wanted to. Just, as I said, uh, the personal stuff going on hasn't uh, permitted me to go as far as I would normally. My question to you, though. Hmm. Should it have been the one to have taken the Oscar that year? Who won it that year? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was Moonlight. Was it? Sure, they were all in the same category. Mm, no, I still say La La Land was the best movie that year. Was that all the same year? Because La La Land was the one that got screwed by Moonlight. Yes, that's right. Because they said La La Land, it, and then it was a bit yeah, of a yeah, yeah. moment. I thought this came out the same year as Dunkirk and Phantom Thread with Day Lewis. I'm sure it was because it was like three black movies without. Because tra- remember, it was the whole not so white Oscars, and I'm sure it was Oscars the, not so white. The yeah. women. Possibly Fences and Moonlight I haven't seen anything in the last few years That made me think There was an injustice at the Oscars Aside from La La Land Fair enough I thought La La Land I thought Moonlight Since we're on the topic Moonlight I thought Was created with the intention of winning an Oscar I saw Box Ticking And to be honest It's it's put me off Box Ticking is like It's a minority In a minority neighbourhood Who has a drug problem Who is a homosexual it's like, how many boxes you want to tick? So box ticking, it's actually put me off the movie. And I, yeah. I, I will watch it. I will come around to it. But actually, on that level, Moonlight, they gave Mahershala Ali the, the best supporting actor. He's in it for 10 minutes. Now, he's very good, but I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't get that movie. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really didn't get it. Compared to La La Land, which I thought was such a love letter. And, you know... You see movie. I, I hate to say it with the highest of respect to Moonlight, you see powerful movies that deal with that subject matter every year. Every year you'll see them. It was nothing that was like, oh, it moved my world, it was so original. No, it wasn't. It was very good. Oh, but it was, a, it was a box ticker. That, that's what I felt. That's movies like felt. La La Land come around once in a generation. That is, that is, that is such a... 
homage paying to golden era. Yeah. You don't you don't get that. You don't get you that. Don't. You don't. In terms of musical everything, okay, yes, Mamma Mia's out there, people, but there's a different No, 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 it's a chalk complete, and cheese. It's I love Mamma Mia, yeah, but chalk and cheese. This is what I'm saying, it's a complete different, complete La- different. La La Land, mate, the more I think about it, the more I think it's one of my favourite movies ever. I, you still haven't I, seen it, have you? No, I have. You I have. What did nice. you think of it's it? It's nice, it's very nice. It warms you, doesn't it? Does, it does, it does. It's, I, I'm not even going to, by saying what I was going to say, it's a spoiler, so I'm not even going to do that. All right, leave it. So that was my number four. Your number three, please. Biko. What now? Biko. The story of Stephen Biko. Ooh. I, sh- I might have it. Actually. Off guard, mate. Call okay, me off guard. This is the story of Stephen Biko, who is, who was extra, who was banished from South Africa. If I'm not, this is all to do with 1970s apartheid. Okay. Now, I've not even heard of this. I. Do you know what I had on? I had on VHS years ago and it didn't I, I never really got around to watching it but my sister saw it and she's like no it's really powerful you gotta watch it and it's the whole story of Stephen Biko who was fighting against apartheid and just wanted to fight for the rights of blacks to have the same rights as white people not kick them out just have the same rights yeah and there's a white journalist played by Kevin Klein who comes on Kevin Klein in a dramatic role is it Kevin Klein Kevin Klein from A Fish Called Wanda Kevin yeah, Klein yeah, yeah. from Look at Wild Wild Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one in the second. Really? <laughs> okay, cool. So he plays cool. this journalist. Mm. I'm sure it's him. I'll have to double check. He plays this journalist coming to meet Stephen Biko and find the journey. And it's he, something happened. It's called East London in South Africa. <laughs> Which I was, right, East okay. London. Yeah, and I was like, what? Huh? Come again? So it, it's the whole story of his journey, why he got banished from the area. Eventually, they catch him because of this story that's being told. He goes to court. The police brutally beat Stephen Biko up and Kevin Klein stops it like no 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 this guy's he, they can see he's got something wrong and he's like no he needs to go to a doctor but instead of taking him to a local hospital they take him to one in um, Cape Town I believe which is miles off and eventually they drive him really fast and it further damages the brain and he dies which is Klein really knows. sad but now Kevin Klein's character is trying to uncover the story even further and basically it's he's now blocked and not allowed he tries to escape he can't escape with his family he has to disguise as a priest to get out it's a really telling story mm. it's again it's one of those reflections of real life you know yeah. it's really worth a watch but Denzel does a that's got Denzel written yeah. all over it doesn't it a South African accent does he Stephen do it Beacon. well it's not bad I can't he's not it's is it more good like DiCaprio or is it more bad like Morgan Freeman it's better than Freeman <laughs> It's better than Freeman. I mean, that wasn't South Africa. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's My decent. fellow South Africans. <laughs> you're doing Tennessee. <laughs> no. It's supposed to be more Tanzania. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, work, with work with us. Move over. Move over. Move over. You got the you South, right? More bears in your voice. More bears to be Mandela. I think I've said this before. Like, I always feel bad for doing it, but it, it, it was comedy that I saw on TV. Omid Jalili. You've brought this up before, yeah. it's brilliant. <laughs> He's like, if you ever want to get the voice of Nelson Mandela, do the teacher from Charlie Brown. <laughs> He's like that, because it's so difficult. He goes, three dickheads. <laughs> I don't want to go with too yeah. much attention. Three dickheads. And it's like, what? Dickheads? And they name two. He's like, who's the third? Who's the third? Three dickheads I was locked away for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, decades! Omid Jalili, shout out to him. Shout out, Omid. Yes, so that was that was a really powerful movie. It's worth a watch. Because, nice, I like being so. caught off guard like that. I yeah, 
<laughs> Didn't see that coming. Okay. My number three would be punted. My man. Trailer Ameri- hit. Oh, oh, yes, American Gangster. That's the other my something. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it as well, yeah. My man, American Gangster. True story of Frank Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this movie's good. It was big. And this is this was I remember this came up this when we did Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. And I remember with Brolin was because there wasn't enough of Brolin. He was powerful, he was very integral. You needed the character. So much. Now let's pay homage to the guy who was in the movie. Yeah. 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 Yours, sir. I find this the fact that he got away with this shit was fascinating. The fact that he became the biggest drug kingpin. And he did it all on his own back. He didn't, like, weasel his way up or screw someone out. No, no. He got his ass on a plane to Thailand, marched into yeah. the poppy fields. <laughs> yeah. He done where they were making the stuff. From the source. He went S- to the source. Spoke to the head of the poppy fields. The baddest of the bad. You could tell that the subdued little Asian grandpa. That's a killer. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah, tell. Yeah. He goes and talks to the guy. Who are you representing, Mr. Lucas? Myself. No, but who do you represent? Myself. And it's like, hmm. He got respect from the biggest of the big in Asia and brought that shit over and inundated the US with it. Yeah. Flooded, flooded the states, <laughs> flooded it. it was such a story, and it's like, don't touch my shit. Don't, don't. This is blue magic. Do not change it. This yeah. is my product. It, yeah. He had the rules. He had it all set out. He brought his family up. He done everything, and it just the support cast in this was big. Oh yeah, Idris, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Cuba Gooding Jr., um, obviously Russell Crowe. Yes, not support co-lead. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I found fascinating? A part of the true story. Russell Crowe worked his whole career to put Frank Lucas away, then became a lawyer. Who is his first client as a defense attorney? Frank Lucas. Yeah. Mental. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Mental. How life works like that. Yeah. But he's so, he's so scary in this Denzel. Like it's it, not just it exposes a- the truth behind it. Where you're like, that's extreme. That's how that business yeah, yeah. works. But he's so smooth and cool until he explodes. Yeah, when he explodes, he explodes. But like when he smashes a guy's head in the piano. Yeah. This alpaca motherfucker, you don't you don't get that blood on my carpet. You don't <laughs> yeah. you don't rub it out, you pinch it out. It's yeah, like yeah. Whoa. <laughs> It's alpaca. No, no alpaca. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it, it was an iron penner. He's the next level in that. Again, I I saw it through doing our Brolin Top 10. Check it out, please. Yeah. But, yeah. You, each time it's like, I'm watching it for Brolin, but I'm loving Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt wrong. It felt wrong yeah. at the time. Now it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to honour it now. You know, the way I don't think he's ever been that slick as he was an American gangster. <sighs> not cool slick, slick. yeah yeah I, I, there's the my other yeah I was, yeah, I was yeah, tempted yeah. on the different time but he's never been we'll as badass yeah. as in that my other yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. his most badass role yeah yeah like, he's dangerous in that oh <laughs> that ain't a wolf <laughs> I was like whoa <laughs> that's a rooster <laughs> we'll get that yeah indeed we will but American gangster big the thing is is that I didn't feel I, that movie came out of nowhere this was See, people say Ridley Scott had a lull that he made some, a string of bad movies. I'm like, I'm sorry. Robin Hood weren't that bad. American Gangster was great. The Martian was great. Did Ridley Scott have a lull? If you mention I'm, those three, no. <laughs> I'm really not sure he did. If, if that's what we're working with, no. No. <laughs> move along, move along. I'm American, not sure he American did. American Gangster was serious. 
You're number Sorry. two. You were punished on this earlier, Malcolm X. Okay. Oh, so we got the same number one. <laughs> no. No? No. Oh, we punted, didn't we? Yeah. Right, okay, cool. Ah, uh, Malcolm X. I am a Malcolm X. It's such a story. It's a long it's, it's, it's three hours. This is it's it's a long movie. T- I'll be honest with you. Spike, the Spike Lee joint. Spike, you know Spike Lee... I know a few people might hate on this he's never been my major director like, makes good movies he though. does make good movies but he's never been that guy to me and Malcolm X is a film I remember as a kid I've always saw the VHS and I'm like oh this is interesting and mm. I, for me and this is the funny thing I believed the face of Malcolm X was Denzel because oh yeah it, it works anyway but, oh yeah but that was I could picture Denzel more than I did the, it, it was many years after I actually saw the actual Malcolm X I was like what Okay. You should be Denzel. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Denzel, what? copyright. <laughs> exactly. Who is this dude? Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the upbringing. The, I mean, that's it's, what it's, I loved. Yeah. The upbringing, how he became Malcolm X, and that's why I forgive it for taking three and a half hours. This is sto- it's a story to tell. Uh, something like it's a dramatization. I'm like, okay. I love the way that he was, and it was convincing how he became Islamic. Yeah. How he became, he became a child of Islam. And, it made sense in the context of what he had been through, what the guy was preaching to him. I'm like, yeah. The, the thing is, what you're like, preaching is truth to him at that time. I get that. I know a lot of people. Don't touch the white man's women. Don't eat the white man's pork. Don't drink the white man's drink. Don't do the white man's crack. That's all white man stuff. I know some people who have converted to Islam based on not based on Malcolm X, but based on well, yeah. I yeah. can relate to that more. Yeah. It, it talks to me sure I'm not directly Muslim myself but you know I, I can understand and I, I, I don't hate on any religion I always say that but I know many people who are like yeah yeah this is religion <laughs> like, yeah yeah there's no argument the most powerful thing I thought was when he was with the white girl and he sort of said to when he was telling her feed me you know and he was doing a power play on her and he was like so when are you going to scream rape I was like <laughs> It's, intense, it's, an, it's an intense mood. It's yeah. serious. And then, you know, you contrast that within the prison when the guy's telling him, yeah, don't be touching a white man's women. Don't be putting your hair back like a white man, putting that poison in your hair, you know? It's like... Which... I don't want to get into it. What was that stuff? There are so many stuff like relaxers and all this different kind of madness, and then there's the Jerry Coke. There are so much chemicals that... I, I'm putting it out there because there's such a... I was going to bring it up now. Yeah. So much chemicals that black people have put in their hair to straighten their hair, to curl their hair, to frizz their hair, to put it back... Women go for it all the time now, and there was yeah. a major outcry at the moment for natural hair. Like th- 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 what you saw there still goes on today. This is why Mr. Jordan relate- confirms. <laughs> this is why people related to Black Panther because it's when natural. It- yeah, it's it's origin and something to look. You for. say that Shuri's hair weren't natural. It's that was sh- all sorts of braided. No, you can braid your hair. That's the thing. Was that her natural hair? There may, been some, there may have been a few extensions. Um, but but bear in mind, extensions is one thing. Hair straightening and chemicals is another. Like, for instance, I have an aunt whose hair is naturally straight, but that's based on the fact that I have Chinese heritage. Like, if you go to my, like, great-granddad. But some, of the, West, some of the West Africans have got naturally straight hair. Like, from Sierra Leone, look at Didier Drogba. That boy's hair was naturally straight. I believe he'd done something. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. There, there are different ways of going into it. You can get, like, a hot comb which will straighten your hair, but then it eventually will What was that shit they were doing in Malcolm X that was burning his head? I was like, why would you do that? Yeah, it, it's, um... Why have I gone blank? I just said it a minute ago. Perm. It's like a perm. Basically a perm. And it burns. 
Yeah. It, 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 but these are the sad bits that people do, and it's sometimes it's just for reflection and acceptance. And they say a lot of it. Put it this way: you see, one hundred and ten. 100,000 Barbie dolls but where's like the black friend who even I can't mention you know it, there was in our era you had Barbie and Cindy where was a black doll for a black girl to relate to they had Chanel didn't they you, you done better than or Chantel but, but, e- e- but even then what was her hair it was straight true so these are, these are the things that they say it creates an identity crisis and again that comes back to why I mentioned it in one of our previous shows my friend has released that book to encourage young black girls to be confident in their hair and have it natural yeah yeah I so, remember you saying yeah. last week a shout out so yeah big up to Nathaniel once again actually funny enough Nathaniel's son I think is going to be meeting Spike Lee in the swear down I just saw that on Facebook before we went to record so yeah that's yeah your that, number two yes that's my number two your number two sir Tela 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 Inside Man yes such a good soundtrack on that movie too. <laughs> it was nice it was it nice was really and good. I will tell you why Inside Man made my number 10 straight off yeah the same curse as Brolin in American Gangster now don't get me wrong he's seen a lot more he was seen more than Josh Brolin in American Gangster right Who, in, are we talking Clive Owen or Denzel no Denzel right but I don't feel as much as his character was pivotal I believe Clive Owen was a star in such do a do you really way, yeah I, like I'm seeing Denzel and the, you know the, the, I love the way they do the cutaways to each um, again this is a film you recommended so you know exactly what we're talking each hostage hostage slash criminal like did you know that some of the hostages were actually yeah, the yeah criminals. I was like yeah. again I yeah you know spoiler uh, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you recognised that didn't you so I, so I violated section <laughs> let's not spoil yes you did <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you did yeah you did that yeah I but they're not going to get you <laughs> uh, when I was like Oh, you were there. Oh, you were yeah. there. Okay, well played. I, I enjoyed the film. I really enjoyed the film. Clive it's how Owen. to do a bank robbery. Clive Owen was the man. Like, that was... And I've never liked Clive. I've never... He's never wild, like, Yeah, exactly. And this he was, owned this. Yeah, this was the thing. This was the thing. And that's what I'm like. Denzel was strong. strong Denzel was cool in this man. Yeah. It, it, I just... The movie, the whole it, thing was cool. It was nice, but I was like... I want more I want more of inside stop cutting away there were parts obviously where it's like oh we're being bugged this that and the other there were parts that you need to make it work but I was like I need more of what's going on here but I suppose that steals the magic yeah it if does you, did, you would have yeah and I thought that movie it, I, I didn't think there was a standout and that's what I thought was so powerful you needed Clive Owen in the capacity he was there you needed Denzel in the capacity he was there you needed Jodie Foster in the capacity she was there Jodie was awesome yeah 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 Jodie was so bad go get her yeah she was power she was power so power yeah Um, you needed Chiwetel in this yeah that I like that that relationship yeah that was really nice that was that was cool again they were both together in American Gangster yeah yeah I I, I enjoyed I I, I, love Inside Man I I enjoyed it I I, I know I'm going to watch it again just because I was watching the end and I'm like I heard the speech but I was in the middle of, something distracted me and I'm like what happens now there, there's a grin on your face but what happens now and yeah but it, it was very interesting I really liked it the, the, the it's plot. a blueprint of how to do a bank robbery oh, oh yeah for sure it really is for sure it's now intermission time intermission some of you are like why is it intermission here because you know you want to hear number one what's and the rush <laughs> exactly and the rush and the rush more. like What's the point in doing it at five? <laughs> What's the point in doing that at five when you're eager now? Yeah. So, 
Um, let, let's start. Who who are the Silver Screen dudes? You've heard it in the intro. The one AJ Anthony Jordan, the movie, <laughs> the facetious favorite movie credit, Nicolura. It goes a lot longer than that. It goes a lot further back than that. Before we were, well, I was always AJ, but before he was the movie critic that he was, we were old school buddies, and we've always talked about a passion for film. Some of you guys have heard this feel so much, and I promise you, there's no script, but it, it's just the truth of what it is. We we were always talking film. We were the go-to guys for film. We could quote films. We knew films that we weren't even allowed to watch but we knew everything about it like did you know da, 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 da. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it went down with us and we've just loved it and we've always had a passion for media film and all things entertaining like that and to the degree his name is now media <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah people know me as media that's a nickname that's out there for me and we, we just all said like one day we're gonna do this let's do this let's do that and you know I, I saw a picture on instagram once that made me think of you it was if you never try to build a business with your friend, are they even your friend? And it's like, you know, that, we spoke of so many different things, and this became the project. Silver Screen Dudes oh. started off on YouTube. We had a break. We came back. We're back on YouTube, and then the podcast came about, and we're just delivering movies and talking movies. And what I, it just blows me away each time that we, we look back and it's like, wow, another person is subscribed and yep. another country another continent well we, we've touched all continents now but another country another location on a continent it's like we still guys, need the Antarctica <laughs> <laughs> all I can honestly say is thank you and another way that we'd like to say thank you Nico take it away so listen we like to have a community here we are the Silver Screen Dudes and you guys are the Silver Screen Dudes and we have an Instagram account called Silver Screen Dudes ha funny the irony the irony <laughs> What we do throughout the week is we run a competition because we want you guys to feel like you're part of the show as well as listening to us for an hour plus every week. Thank you for that. We do want you guys to feel like you've got some control. So we are we put a competition out there. We ha- give you a clue every single day of the week. Sometimes you can get it on the first clue. Sometimes you need a few more clues. But it's two movie posters next to each other and we ask you, what do these two movies have in common? If you get it right, whether it be on the first, second, third, fourth or fifth clue, there are only five throughout the week. The answer is revealed on Saturdays. You win a prize. And it's usually, I mean, if you're listening to a podcast, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and go, a movie podcast, I'm going to take a, take a stab in the dark and think, you're quite geeky anyway. Which is good. You're, you're, you're in you're, 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 you're with us. <laughs> you're, we're not pointing fingers, we're embracing. We're opening us? arms. Why <laughs> exactly. Why That's exactly where we're going with this. Exactly where we're going with this. So, we have some amazing sponsors. Loot Crate, who send us these wonderful gifts to hand out to you guys. And the person who wins the Instagram contest not only gets his choice of gift... Or hers. Or hers. But, thank you, AJ. But also gets to pitch a topic for the next Movie Matt Rushmore podcast. You'll see if you scroll down our iTunes selection of uh, previous podcasts, there are some entitled fan selection episode, and there'll be one coming next week. Indeed, there will be. Indeed, from, there will uh, be. from our previous Instagram, when are at zany168. So, be sure to follow him, Zany168, on Instagram, and be sure that you're also tuning into Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram and answering those questions. And guys, by the way, just a quick, we had a winner last week. I, I'm not going to put the name out because I'm not about naming and shaming, but the, the guy won. And we were like, okay, send us your details so we can get the prize off to you. And he was like, I oh, know, don't worry about it. Yo, if we're trying to give you free stuff and it's like legit good free stuff, We'll pay for postage and packaging. That's yeah, yeah, part yeah, of the it's, deal. It's all covered. Just what I will say, though. Take the stuff. Do you know what take, I will say? Be like the, the man from Thor. Behold. 
<laughs> my stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I will give? I mean, if the, the baby, it's a whole thing of I don't want to give out my address, what have you. Fair, if, fair if, enough. If, if you are of that nature, send it somewhere where you can pick it up that's not your home address. But there is that. PO box. There, there, I don't know. PO boxes work if you are employed. Um, what I will say, inbox. If you want to just be like, I guessed it, we can answer you. But, you know, don't. Like, you're potentially giving away something and you don't want to win the prize. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. you're giving it away to someone else, which is fine but as well. But that's the first time that's happened, that, which but, is a weird but, one. But in, in, you know, they say lightning doesn't strike twice. It did. Because we had two winners. Yes, yeah. we claimed. But twice in one week's madness. But yeah, guys, no. The prizes are legit. If you want the prizes, we'll hook you up. <laughs> they but, are there. They are there. You gotta claim them. Yeah, that is the one. But no, we we do. We but no, do, that's we how we give back prizes. to the community. Prizes courtesy of Luke Craig, and the and chance topics for you guys. courtesy of yourself. <laughs> we'd also, we, I have said this. We've also, we'd also like you to let us know what your top tens are for the topic that you yeah. eventually choose, so we can let the world know what your favourite tens are. Yeah, and the thing is, you could actually create an iron panel, which might it, it's never happened. Well, no one's done it, but it could actually make its way into the Rushmore. Like, could you imagine, like, their top ten? <laughs> yeah, that's a good film. Like, I didn't have it, but yeah. I, I, look, the other day, we done Maritime. The other day, the other week. I do apologise. Ocean later. movies. Ocean movies. Maritime would include Anaconda. No Anaconda. <laughs> you wanted to get that in. Okay, Ocean movies. I forgot my all-time favourite Ocean movie. Ha! Yeah, I'm, I'm about to put it out. If, ah. any, if anyone goes, it was going to be Ocean's Eleven. No, you got the wrong kind of ocean. <laughs> I Was forgot Men of Honor. <laughs> Ocean's 8, really? No. I forgot Men of Honor. You that, did. That, that was a powerful movie that has blown me away. Not as powerful as the reaction on your face. That, no, was, I, I, that was Oscar worthy. That was wonderful. That, that hurt. It still hurts me that now. That was so good. That, it still hurts me now, but hey, that's Worth it. it. So worth Potentially it. Potentially deserving. I'll say, yeah, it was worth it because I was an idiot for forgetting it. So in that nature, yes. Less of you being an idiot, I want to hear what your number one is. What now? Right now. Okay, so we're back in. We're back in. Okay. What's your number one? I hope you've seen this one. John Q. Uh, John Q Esquire. No. Huh? I can't... No, it's... Abba... Abba... It's not... Yeah. It's not Abercrombie, but it's it's John Q and he's... He begins with an A. The surname begins with an A. I haven't seen it. Bro. Yeah? Bro, I... It's a heart wrench. It it tucks. What's it about? Go on. Yeah, do you not know the story? I know nothing about this. Wow, okay, John Q. Tell me. Denzel Washington. Edutain is... me. Yes, oh my days, wow. We're at number one and this is where edutainment has come in. Wow, yeah, okay, so um, Denzel Washington plays John. Surname, middle name is Q and his surname, I, it's killing me, but he begins with an A. We'll call him John Q. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's the name of the film because he is your everyday stand up guy. You know, um, the film starts with. Well, there's something that happens in the beginning of the film that we don't want to mention. But what happens after that is he he's woken up in like early hours of the morning and you're seeing his car getting towed away. His wife's car actually getting towed away. And he's trying to stop it. And the guy's like, look, yes, yeah, your car, but pay your bills. Otherwise, you won't have it. He's just in a tough spot financially. Stuff mm. not working out for him. He's work. He's applying for jobs. He's even handed in his CV to work and all that. You're good. In fact, you may be too good. You may be actually overqualified. So we'll just keep the CV here. He's doing everything he can to make that money for his family it's not for a vanity thing it's yeah. just survival so it's him his wife his son his son's a really cool kid really into like weightlifting and stuff like that so you see this story of him just he's like I promise to his wife oh, I promise I'll sort this I promise I'll sort that 
and now they're at him along with his friends are watching and his wife are watching his son play baseball his son's running around the pitch the field as it were and he collapses right so he's collapsed they've put him into the car they rush him to the hospital it turns out his son has got an overgrown heart so now requires um, heart surgery it then turns out that he's so they ask for his insurance as the states does yeah this is one of the things I, I have to touch on scares me about movies like when I was younger I was like older oh, states and I'm like you have to pay for your healthcare I'm not opposed to it like private healthcare if you want but there should be a standard of healthcare that should be available to everyone which is not exactly thanks Republicans for repeating Obamacare exactly yeah no, legitimately and so this happens now so he answers for his insurance he gives the card and so the situation has been explained to him that your son has an overgrown heart it's pumping too much blood because of the size of it and because of that the heart is drying up because there's not enough blood in the body for a I believe 8 year old child right so he's like okay so what are the options what do we do so they're like you could do a blood transfusion every now and again but that can only extend it so far one day he'll go to sleep he won't wake up you can leave him as he is or you can go for heart transplant he goes to the doctor what what would you do heart transplant yeah then okay let's do it yeah you've got one problem you're not covered for that he's like what do you mean I'm covered I pay my insurance every week like I'm covered no do this let's do it and they're like no you're not covered I have insurance I'm sure you do sir but that doesn't help so he goes back to his workplace and they're like oh um, well recently we've changed provider of insurance (laughs) oh come on you've been lower you've been moved to a lower grade based on the hours based on and he works full time this is what kills he works full time but based on the hours he does on their new rota he's seen as part time he works 20 hours so they're like that's part time so you're now not eligible Oh, you're now not eligible for this fee. Oh, it costs thirty-five grand for his son to get. No, seventy-five grand. They need a deposit of thirty-five grand. Bear in mind, this is a guy who can't pay his car, and I'm not shitting Jesus. on him when I say this, right? And they're only willing to pay up to twenty grand. He gets Jesus. to about twenty-one grand, right? Paying the hospital as much as he can. He sells his TV, his fridge, his car. Like they're selling everything, as you would as a parent, you yeah, know. Yeah. And this kid is so lovable, like he's so nice. And as that's happened, his wife calls him and is like, "So when they're doing that, this nurse says to him, whatever you do, don't take no for an answer,' because he wants to move his son to another hospital. They're like, this is the best hospital for your son. Trust me, don't move him out. I know that woman was a right bitch, and trust me, she is a bitch. It's like, yeah, you don't have insurance. It doesn't work. Oh, there's this. There's she. I I literally screamed out, bitch, to the screamer. I don't really do that often. No, you don't. No, like I was like, screw her, and. So he's got this 21 grand and his wife calls him. They're going to take our son out of the hospital because we haven't got it. He's like, no, no, no. I've been paying them. I'm getting the money. Trust me. No, no, no. Tell them I'll sort it. She's like, but this is what you always say. You always say you're going to sort it, but you fall short. Oh, man. And he's like, no, 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 no. So he's now got minutes to go. Like, what do I do? Because they're going to turn my son off. Yeah. They're going to take kick my son out of a hospital. So what does he do? He goes into A&E and he sees the surgeon and the surgeon's laughing. He goes, so Doc, I understand that you want to take my son off the thing. He's like, no, 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 not me. There's a panel. I, I waive my fees. I, I understand that, but I need you to operate on my son. Like, trust me, I will get the money to you. I don't know how, but I will get the money to you. Just, just do it. Just do it. You've got enough, right? You guys have made billions on heart surgeries. Just do this for me, please. Yeah? And he's like, I, I can't do it anymore. Next thing you know, he pulls out a gun. He's now Denzel has now pulled out a gun and is like, you're going to operate on my son. Before you know it, he's locked off the A&E area 
and held people hostage and all he wants is put my son on the list please that's yeah. all I'm asking just just operate on my son and this story man this story I swear to you uh, you've what sold he's me. willing to do you've sold me completely what he is that willing to do that sounds right up my street bro this film there's a point I'm like no I, I, and the thing is I believe right so no, that's no, no. on the rush <laughs> take it off, taking it off this is an actual true story oh mate this is rush <laughs> I ain't seen this John shit. Q. This is on the rush. I've mark. heard of John Q before, and it, it took me forever to watch it. When I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, no, that sounds like it. That sounds, yeah, that sounds banging, mate." Yeah. But listen, I, I had my whole. I'll see your John Q, and I'll raise you. I won't raise you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna raise you, but I'll mention. <laughs> I'll call you. <laughs> we can do that. I'll call you with Training Day is my number one. Love it. I mean, now, this I, is a movie. <laughs> it's, it's a big movie. I, I'm going to put it out there because some people will be like, okay, love it, but you put it at your number five. Yeah. I was late to the party. I the was hype late to the party. You. And everyone's like, Training Day, man. You got to see Training Day. And I've had the DVD for ages. Anton Fuqua again, by the way. Yeah. And it just, it just took me time. And when I finally got to it, I'm like, this is a good movie, but hmm, the hype. Like, it was just like, it's good, but you guys overhyped. You, you know something? I always say, this is why even your reviews, I love them. Yeah. After I've seen the movie. Because yeah, yeah. anything can just, when you get, I prefer to hear someone say a film shit. You know why? Because I'll probably end up loving it. There are films that haven't. Revolver. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have our different opinions. And I'm not going to offend anyone in the crowd right now. So <laughs> we'll leave that there. Revolver, I warned you, bro, don't watch it. You did. It wasn't bad, you know? I should but, have listened. <laughs> but you get others where it's like, hey, I've done the same. You've been like, bro, don't. And I'm like, no, I'm going to watch it. And then I was like, what was that? <laughs> Those are two hours of my life I will never regain. <laughs> Sometimes it's even longer than two hours and that really hurts. But yeah, no, Training Day is not on the list for that reason. Like, Training Day, it is him at his most brutal. I think he's nastier in this than he is a man on fire. What? In terms of the fact that Man on Fire, at least he's he's brutalizing people, but it's for good motivation. Here he's just stone cold nasty. He's betraying his friends. He does. He's killing people off left, right, and center. He's he's stabbing people in the back. I mean, he's all, he's not caring about what he should be caring about, like the girl getting raped on the street. You know, he's taken narcotics enforcement to a whole other level it shouldn't go to I sh not to brought it back down he's brought narcotics back down to street level the only thing this is like the epitome of the only thing separating you from the other thugs on the street is a badge do you know what as much as you say all of that and I fully agree mm. do you know what came into my head when I watched Training Day mm. one of your explanations that you've always put about a villain a mark of a good villain is when they can try and get you on side yeah and he has mastered that oh hasn't he just he has mastered that we don't go movie. after the small fish we go after the big whales yeah we don't yeah. deal with that small stuff pushing papers wearing a blue suit we out here on the streets it's yeah. like yeah you are aren't you Every and you see that when, with all the you know he makes one phone call and it's sirens and helicopters and, and, and marines you know it's like you got some power, man. Yeah. Because they know you bring in the big fish. Yeah. And it was just like... But everything behind it, that his attitude is like... Oh! It, but it's not that. It's the... Are you a wolf or you a sheep? Yeah. It, it, it's the arrogance, the rudeness. Like, he doesn't... There is no... There is no muck about with this guy. Like... Do you want to tell me a story? What do you mean? Every morning, I pick up a paper to hear a story. 
right to read a story. No, you are interfering with my story. So go ahead. Wow. But even that same scene, it sets him up so well because you've got that. So he's like, right. So he that sets him up so well. Right. So he's a man who pays attention to detail, if you like. Yeah. Stories. And it's like, then it plays out. It's like the way he gets Ethan Hawke, you know, drinking and smoking drugs. And then that comes back to bite him. And it's like, wow, that was all set up in the first scene. You really do like the detail. Yeah. Don't yeah. You? You've paid attention to all this from the get go. And then it's, he's like, have, I, I'm not quite finished yet. Have some breakfast. No, no, I'm okay, sir. I've eaten. Okay, then just sit there in silence. Okay, I'll have some food. No, you will not. You've, for, <laughs> you've forgone that pleasure. It's like, yeah, he's it, from the get-go. He's yeah, brutal. He is, yeah, it's such a... a Only unique, Denzel yeah. can rock a do-rag like that, by the way, and not look like a prison man. <laughs> yeah. Denzel rock that do-rag. Again, it's that Denzel slick. It's that Denzel slick. He's so though. slick. It's He's so. Isn't Doctor Dre in this? Doctor Dre, Snoop Dogg, Macy Gray. Yeah. Like yeah. there was a whole. Pl- my dad came in because, funny enough, my dad's like me. He's known. It was Macy, film. wasn't it, with yeah. the massive nails? Yeah. I want to see some ID. That was Macy. <laughs> it was wasn't Macy it? Gray. Because I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, that's Macy Gray. He's like, yeah. yeah, you're like. He came in halfway on the film, and he's like. Oh, he's in it, and he's in it. Oh my god! Like, who isn't in this film? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's got a. Very but I love the fact that they brought that hip hop flavor to it. It made it real, feel very real. real. Yeah, yeah. It really did. You know, Drake. You know, he's Compton. He's, yeah, and yeah. So, you know, Snoop. They're both Long Beach. It's California. Snoop boys, has yeah. killed people. Yeah, <laughs> there is no in between. Read it up. Snoop has killed people. He is a, an official bad man. Yeah. Not so much anymore, but <laughs> I don't think he could move fast enough anymore. Yeah. No, but yeah, this is. Yeah. Those are bad boys. You got, you got, you, know? you got the Death Row crew in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was a very good movie. The, the, as you said, the attention to detail is the way it unfolds the story. Yeah. That, that attention to detail, and it, it's that rise and fall as well. You know, that's what I like about that film as well. That in one day, it, that's the part that we get to is like train. And you, you watch it like wow. one day. Okay, okay. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah, <laughs> such a good line. Yeah, that I mean, it, I, I, I he, he, that's the movie that put me onto Denzel. I mean, you are not a man who works for food vouchers. No. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're upper crust, mate. You're upper crust. Let's rush more this upper crust. John Q. John Q. <laughs> I'm down with John Q. John Q. And that, like, ladies and gentlemen, Silver Screen Dudes, that is the first time I have ever agreed to a movie I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've been normally, yeah, that? I, I've done that. I yeah. ain't done that before. Yeah. I'm all over that. I think so easily. I think there might have Not been... Not that easily. Yeah. John that, Q. That one, that one was like, yeah. I'm going to fight I, you. I, John Q. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you dare fight me from my number one? How dare you? Now we've, now we've got a toss-up here because there's three of the following three that could... Make the rush more, but I don't think all three should go on. And that, for me, because of how brutal he is, is the man on fire American gangster in Training Day toss up. I think those three, one of those three is going to take one spot. I can work. So if you're happy with that thinking, then I'll put it to you and say, pitch one of those three. I think, you know what, I'm going to have to go with American Gangster. Cause right? <laughs> My man. My man. <laughs> we need to. We need to. Okay, so we got John Q, we got American Gangster. I'm shocked we're leaving Training Day and Man on Fire off. Who would have thought? That's, that that shows the work. Denzel. Now, can I go? I'm going to drop one. Go on. I'm going to return the favour you gave me. Yeah. I'm going to drop Flight in there. Flight and what? No, I've returned the favour. After that, we could debate. I think Flight is interesting in the power because of, of the a Whoop movie that he lifts. And it's, it's 
a lot better than Unstoppable. From what you've done, you've sold me. Yeah, I yeah. think as well for the fact that it was panned, check it, it out. It didn't deserve panning. It didn't deserve the pan. For that, I was about to say, I'll see Flight and Raise You Fences because I think that needs a mention too. But Flight and Fences <laughs> are very similar in performance, actually. I think Fences... He got the nods in Fences. Yeah, so. Fences is a more powerful movie than Flight. But... For the reason you mentioned, that Flight is criminally underrated, and his performance lifts it. F- Fences is a good movie without the performance, because the writing is so good. The directing by Denzel is so good. <laughs> is so good in it. Flight, he lifts an average movie to actually being damn good because of his performance. So I'm down with Flight. Cool. So then we've got now, the I've racial got side of it. We've got Malcolm X and Remember the Titans, I guess. And Beaker. And Beaker, right. Now, I'm torn between two. Malcolm X and Remember the Titans. Uh, more for Biko and Remember the Titans, and I'll tell you why. Whoa! No, 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 I love, I love Malcolm X. It's my number two. Are but... we leaving Malcolm X off the list? <laughs> Sorry, we're leaving Malcolm X training there, man on fire off the list. Have we lost our minds here a bit? A little see, bit. You see, <sighs> have we lost our minds um, a little bit, AJ? It, it That's was... a Rushmore in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for Denzel Washington 2.0. Um, this is tough. Jesus! Because I, I'm going for the fact of Biko where you haven't seen it. And we're forgetting Philadelphia as well. Philip, and this this was the other Shit. one I was going to say. Because Philadelphia is the only time we could say as a supporting actor. Oh, I think you've just sold me on that bit. <gasps> yeah, it, but yes. what are we leaving off? It, oh my God. Okay. No. Focus. In the game. Our top ten lists honour all the movies. The Rushmore is for edutaining the silver screen dudes. We are making the right choice. Say it with me. We're making right. the right <laughs> choice. Right. We are making the right choice. And breathe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can so I just, also... Just for acknowledging, we're leaving Training Day, Fences, Man on Fire, Malcolm X, and Remember the Titans off? <laughs> <laughs> Have we lost our minds? I think we may have a little bit this week. This is hurt. This is hurt us more than Day Lewis. Have you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Trust me, there are many. There are many here. I mean, okay, neither of us mentioned it. Let's get it out there on the honourable list right now. Safe House is not to be joked with. Safe House is not to be joked with. (laughs) Helican Brief. Exactly. The Bone Collector. Yeah, no, no, no. There are some serious movies that couldn't even make it into top ten. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. Denzel does Shakespeare, directed by the Weed, by Joss Whedon of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. (laughs) Even I was tempted. Yeah, exactly. There's all of that. Can we not complicate this and put honourables in? It's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go to IMDB or Wikipedia. Okay, guys, for the honourable list. And anything that we haven't mentioned... It's on the honourables. It, it, it's that simple. <laughs> there is not a Denzel film that I'd be like, rubbish. Shit. No! Like, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. That is... Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on, hold on. Because now I'm... Because you... Ah, oh, man. Can I also point out, right, how many times Denzel Washington portrays a real character? Right. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a testament because... Let's, let's, let's... I thought of this earlier... Right? Mm. I was watching the movies. But this is something that needs to be mentioned here. I'm listening. If you've got... I'm, I'm going to go so far-fetched now. Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. It's interpretation. Connery as Bond. Yeah. It's interpretation. To trust a man to carry out the actions of a real-life person. And when I say this, it didn't make the Rushmore. Malcolm X. 
The way he leaves Malcolm X off. It, most people would say that's his best movie. <laughs> you see, yeah, some people no, 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 some people be like, "You guys put flight," but I think for the underrated, we've covered that. For the supporting actor, we've covered that. For the villain, I know some people write up a training day. Don't hate on what happened in American Gangster. Right? Like, let's not. Don't I think we've covered. Lucas. We've covered all areas. I've, Man do it, on do fire. It, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. This is, <laughs> Okay, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of Denzel Washington movies in no particular order is... Philadelphia. Our second entry is... Flight. Our third entry is... American Gangster. Our final entry into Denzel Washington movies is... John Q. My man. My man. Bro, I... I... That was next level. Let, let's get one thing straight. That's one... also one of the longest podcasts we've done. Longest, long. but we've never punted so much either. Mental. <laughs> the punt game was ridiculous it was in that. strong. But it, it was worthy. Let's wrap this up. We are... Yeah, this guys, is a long Okay, run. we're over. But we had a bit of a speed at the beginning. I do apologise, but you know who the Silver Screen Dudes are about. So until the next time, guys, do follow us on all social networks at Silver Screen Dudes or Silver Screen Dudes on Facebook, if anything. But until the next time, I am the one, AJ Anthony Jordan. Make sure you answer those Instagram questions, Silver Screen Dudes, to win yourself some fabulous prizes from our sponsors at Lucrate and have your chance to pitch a topic for the movie Matt Rushmore. I am Nico Luro. See, See ya. ya.